I took a sip, knowing better than to wait for her. My sinuses unblocked as I felt the familiar taste slam home. Perfect, I told her. Everything same, Mama said, finally helping herself to a bowl. I was on my fourth bowl, three is the house minimum, when Max materialized. He stood there looking down at me, measuring. I'm all right, I signed to him. He cocked his head. Yeah, I'm sure, I said aloud. He bowed slightly, folding one scarred, horn-ridged hand over the fist he made of the other. Mama gestured her order for him to sit and have soup. Max moved in next to her, never taking his eyes off me. He used two hands to show a tree springing up from the ground, then pointed where the roots would be, his straight-line eyebrows raised in a question. I nodded slowly. Yeah. This wasn't a visit. I was back to stay. It was too late to reach out for the rest of my family. Not because they'd be asleep. The middle of the night was when they worked. I gave the Subaru's keys to Mama. One of the gunmen had brought my duffel bag inside. Max shouldered it and we hit the alleys. The faint wash from the streetlights didn't penetrate much past the alley's mouth. There were three of them. Too murky to pick out details, but they stanced young. I saw a glint of metal. Max slipped the shoulder strap of the duffel and handed it to me. I pulled a hammerless thirty-eight from its side pocket. A use-it-and-lose-it piece Mama had added to my takeout order. Dull, blued steel, the butt wrapped in black electrical tape. The three figures separated. Max moved to his left, I went to my right. It was so quiet I could hear a rat doing what rats do. We kept coming. When we got close enough for them to see Max, they stopped liking the odds. It was only a few more blocks to the building where Max lived. We went in the side door, climbed one flight up to his temple. His wife, Immaculata, was waiting at the top. She held a finger to her lips, meant for me. Flower is asleep she said softly. Okay, I whispered back. Oh, Burke, she said. We never knew if you were... I'm fine, Mac. My husband wanted to go and be there with you, but Mama said you were... It wouldn't have been the play, and it doesn't matter now, girl, it's done. You are back for good? She asked, echoing Max. Yeah. I don't know if this is the place for me, Mac but I found out for sure there isn't any other one. Can you manage all right down here? Just for tonight? As soon as we tell Flower you can... She stopped in response to Max's thumb touching the back of her hand. Max can't hear, but he reads vibrations like 40-point type. I already know, Mom, Flower said, bursting into the room and running to me. I started to bend to scoop her up, but the little baby I had known from her first days on Earth was a teenager now. She wrapped her arms around me, burying her head in my chest. Burke! Burke! She cried, hanging on to me like I was going to run out on her. Mac told Flower I'd come a long way and needed to sleep. Flower smiled sweetly and ignored her, demanding to know everything I'd done since I'd been gone, and who I'd done it with. I fobbed her off with generalities, catching the caution lights in her mother's eyes. The last time I saw you was when you were so... 
The girl's voice trailed away. I'm all right now, Flower, just like I was before. You don't look the same. Not at all. Hey, I paid good money for all that plastic surgery. What, you don't think I nailed the Robert Redford look? Oh, Burke. She giggled. I didn't lose anything important. I said gently. You understand? I remember what happened. Flower said, as if reciting a lesson. You were shot. You almost died. They had to fix you. And so your face isn't the same, that's all. You look so much better than when you were here before. Yeah. The doctors said I'd get better looking every day, money back guaranteed. Mom, make Burke be serious. She appealed to Maculata. This is Burke, child. Your uncle is that you miss so dearly. You know he is never serious.